0: When Crystal was eight, she made a Mother's Day card. And inside, she wrote a very special message.
1: Dear Mom, I hope you have a happy day and you can do as you want. You can stay in bed and we'll serve you in bed. We all love you very much. And then we'll do some tricks on you. And then Dad can sleep with you for as long
2: as you want, and we'll go to the park again and play.
0: That's Crystal with a special Mother's Day message. I'm Dan Meisner, and this... This, right now, is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. How are you doing? It is so nice to see you. This is a show where we go back in time to remember the good, the bad, and the awkward parts of growing up. This time, recorded live at the Broadway Theatre in Saskatoon, we have an act of resilience, a choose-your-own-adventure-style story about a haunted house, poetry about the bubonic plague, and much more. This stuff is weird, it is wonderful, and, like Crystal's Mother's Day card, this stuff often has more than one meaning. So, think about who you were when you were a kid, and stick around. A natural part of growing up is imagining what life will be like when you're older, what you'll do for a living, whether you'll have a family or kids of your own, that kind of thing. When our next reader, Sarah, was 15, she wrote a list, and she titled it Things I must never forget to do with my children. Needless to say, 30-something Sarah does not agree with 15-year-old Sarah. Please welcome her to our stage.
3: Things that I must never forget to do with my children. Make sure they have name brand, rollerblades, winter jackets, snowboards, bikes, shoes, you know everything. <laughs> Remember, clothing is what makes your child in elementary school and in high school. It is hard to keep a party under 20 and not have people mad at you. Let them invite everybody. Smoking is their choice, but if they tell you they smoke, don't get mad at them and urge them to quit. Offer to buy them Zyban or something. (laughs) $50 every other Friday is an awesome idea, kind of like an allowance. Make sure to help them with their resume and hand it out as soon as possible. That's a good one. If they do drugs, don't make them afraid to tell you about it. Just tell them not on school nights. (laughs) Tell them when a good time to go to bed is, but if they don't, let them learn when bedtime is the hard way with a couple tired mornings. (laughs) Don't let them skip school. Make sure they have done their homework. Like, call the school and see if they have major assignments due, and then, like, mark it on a calendar. <laughs> Doing an assignment for your child once in a while is also alright. <laughs> Get a free long-distance phoning plan. Like, a phone with a plan, like, caller display and beeps. <laughs> Uh, Also make sure they have their own phone line so that late at night calls don't interrupt your sleep. (laughs) A curfew on school nights is okay, but to break it once in a while is also okay. Sleeping at boy's house is alright so long as you have her on birth control. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no curfew on weekends in second semester grade 11 and all through grade 12 so here's my planned schedule grade 9 one in the morning curfew grade, <laughs> grade 10 2:30 a.m grade 11 first semester 3 a.m
2: <laughs>
3: then no curfew so long as you know where they are <laughs> Even if you're at a boy's house, it's alright. Hawaii, Disneyland, Mexico, anywhere nice is a must and at least have them out of Canada by the time they're 13. Start a college fund ASAP. Don't put their rooms super close to yours. Always let them have friends over. Get to know their boyfriends. Always give an honest opinion of them. A TV and a VCR are a must in their room. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Does anybody else get the feeling that some of those were written in direct response to rules in Sarah's house? Do we have fans in the room of the choose your own adventure genre? There's a lot of people. Do we have fans in the room of the author R.L. Stein? So, R.L. Stein wrote a choose your own adventure style series called Give Yourself Goosebumps, and our next reader, Cody, was deeply inspired by the Give Yourself Goosebumps series, so he wrote his very own Choose Your Own Adventure style book with seven possible endings, and I think he's gonna walk you through one of them and you may have the opportunity to decide where the adventure goes. Please welcome Cody to our stage.
4: haunted house uh oh the museum we're in is scary the people giving us tours run out the doors are locked we can't get out we have a dilemma we're locked in an old haunted house that's now a museum since we're locked in we might as well explore and try to find a way out so where will it be you can be me so you're locked in a haunted house and have three rooms to choose from You are scared. You are me. (laughs) So now, you must choose. At the bottom of the page, you pick. Some endings are good, some aren't. So I'm going to read the options all together, and then you guys can vote. Go to the small bedroom, page two. Go go to the dark room you can't see in, page three. And go to the mysterious old-fashioned elevator, page four. All in favor of small bedroom, say aye. Uh. (laughs) All in favor of dark room you can't see, and say aye. Mysterious old-fashioned elevator. Mysterious old-fashioned elevator. You step into the elevator, it's creaky. Kind of scary, you see a button. You press it. An alarm shrieks. Your elevator flies up and breaks the roof, and goes higher, higher, higher. And you get out. You see stars everywhere. The ground is purple. You see, an alien. You're in space. The alien says, "Atch ayamaya ak ak kalamana." What you ask? The alien pressed a button. I pressed my translator. I was saying, welcome to the Planet X. I am nice, but other people here are mean. You must come with me, said the alien. You either say, no way, and run away, or okay, and follow the alien. All in favor of no way. All in favor of okay. Okay, follow the alien. Page 22. You follow the alien, the alien blasts you off in a spaceship back to earth. There's a mini golf place. (laughs) It doesn't look too safe. (laughs) You could just keep walking. Mini golf or, or keep walking. All in favor of mini golf. Keep walking. Okay, mini golf it is, page 16. It's mini golf. You go in, and there are more ghosts. (laughs) The the gate looks. There's a hole in the ground that leads to a tunnel. You leap for it. A ghost gets in your way. Find out what he does on page 25. (laughs) Guess what he does. (laughs) Ha! He opens his mouth and swallows you. You'll spend the next while in a ghost's body, and then you'll hit the toilet. (laughs) Yuck. The end. Thank you.
0: If you're curious about some of the paths the audience didn't choose I have good news for you Cody scanned his haunted house story and he made an online version there is a link in the episode notes on your device right now or you can find a link at our website which is grownups.fm happy adventuring At Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids, we talk a lot about the courage it takes to get on stage and be open and honest and vulnerable, to share part of yourself and who you are with a room full of strangers. Our next reader, Juliana, read a diary entry she wrote when she was 12, which, in her words, describes an act of resilience and determination. Please put your hands together for Juliana. A quick heads up, Juliana's diary entry references sexual assault. There's your heads up. Here's Juliana.
1: I am a a grad student in the MFA in writing um, program at the U of S right now. I'm in my final year, about to defend my thesis, so um, thank you. I am am a Treaty 6 girl. My mother is from James Smith Cree Nation. <clears throat> and my grandparents are survivors of the residential school system. And, thank you. My thesis about is about um, uh, my experience um, in, with intergenerational trauma. And that in doing my thesis, I've realized that that is a real thing. So I had to go back and read my diaries, and that's been one of the most difficult and challenging things. So I'm just going to read you an excerpt. Um, I was 12, about to turn 13 in this entry. (sighs) July 15th, 1981. Hi, dear diary. I babysat at Mandy's tonight. Her daughter Lulu is a brat. But I needed the money for that new ABBA record. I want more than mint-flavored Laura Secord chocolate bars and that sang a lot. The ABBA album is called Super Trooper, and there is a song on it that I just love called Lay All Your Love On Me. It's such a good song. The whole album is good. I wonder if they would come and do a concert in Dawson Creek. If I could get a petition going with a bunch of signatures from people that would like to see them do a concert here, I bet they'd come. I cleaned Mandy's house after I put Lulu to bed. And that usually gets me a few extra bucks. The record costs about $15 or so, tax not included. But here's the big fat catch. I didn't get paid. And Mandy didn't tell me that her husband was coming home early. He told me to wait because she'd be home soon. It was totally weird sitting there on the living room floor. He told me to come and sit on the couch beside him. And I started to feel weird. But he kept bugging me and bugging me to sit by him, so instead I went to sit in Lulu's rocking chair, which barely fit my butt, by the way. He told me I didn't have to be nervous, I wasn't nervous, I was scared. But I think I annoyed him or something, cause he got up off the couch and lifted up the rocking chair with me in it, and shook me out of it. I fell on the floor, and just as I was getting up, he pushes me back, pins me down, with his knees on my arms, and he started tickling me, then touching my boobs. But I remember that Bruce Lee move from the movie I watched with Andre and Joe. I think it was Fists of Fury or Enter the Dragon. I'm not sure which one. But he wraps his legs around the guy's shoulder and, shoulders and pulls him down and kicks him in the face. I wanted to make those Bruce Lee sounds, you know, where he goes, ooh, ow,
4: ooh, ooh, I
1: kind of wrote it like that anyway. I managed to get off, I managed to get him off me, because I started kicking him in the face, and I think I nailed him in the jaw. He looked kind of out of it. He didn't know who he was messing with. I got up and ran to the door, and he yelled for me not to leave, but I said I would be back. I promised, and duh, I didn't go back, of course. I should have made all those Bruce Lee sounds again. Then he he would have known for sure who he was messing with. Then, he would have thought twice about making moves on me. I was wearing coveralls, my Raggedy Ann coveralls, the ones where Mom had to sew on extra fabric because my legs had grown too long. I don't know what made me so appealing in those. I shouldn't have stayed. I probably gave him the wrong idea. I better get paid, though. I cleaned her toilets and washed the floors, too, on my hands and knees. I really want that ABBA record so bad, though. And of course, when I was walking home, I could hear the sound of loud music coming from our house. It's so embarrassing. I think the whole town can hear the party going on at our house. There is actually a bass guitar player, a fiddle player, and two large amplifiers in our living room right now. The music is so loud, I can hardly think. If Mandy doesn't pay me, I'm never babysitting for her again. It's just another day in the lame life of Julie. I'm home, though, and sort of safe now. But there's a bunch of strangers in the house now, so I'll put a knife in the door just in case. P.S. I'm going roller skating now. Tomorrow with Tammy and Berta. So I should go to bed. But that might change now because I have no money for babysitting. Okay. Good night, dear diary. P.S. Summer holidays are so boring. Thank you.
0: After the show, Juliana called in to reflect on her diary entry.
5: It was a super difficult time in my life. And I, you know, it's it's really sad to say, but there wasn't really too many happy moments. But this was the one moment where I, you know, showed victory. And, and, and this, there was this act of resilience, as I had said. Um, but also, you know, this is a different story, it's a different narrative that's happening now in Canada. It's an Indigenous story, an urban girl. And this is the sort of story that needs to be told. I mean, we need to be sharing this, and there needs to be a national awareness of the intergenerational survivors. So that was part of my motivation. The other part, as I said, it was an act of resilience, and that little 13-year-old girl was pretty pretty, um, well, uh, a good demonstration of what I would call firecrackers, so...
0: Poetry is always popular at Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids, and last season on the podcast, we played a recording from a show in Toronto where one of the readers shared five limericks about the Ebola virus. And at that live event, I thought to myself, surely this is the last time I am going to hear poetry about an infectious disease. But then we went to Saskatoon, and I met Jenny. Jenny is going to read two poems, one about the bubonic plague... (laughs) and one about yellow fever and rubella, (laughs) written at 20 years old. Now, for (laughs) those of you not intimately familiar with the history of the bubonic plague vaccine, (laughs) you need to know that Waldemar Hafkine developed that vaccine. You'll enjoy the poem a lot more. Please welcome Jenny to our stage.
6: An infected flea bites your nose, and why pestis really flows. A lymph node quickly grows. Sadly, you have bubose. <laughs> Bubonic turns septicemic, it's nearing epidemic. From rats climbing off a ship, 40 million dead in Europe. <laughs> Rapid pulse and fever high, in five days you will die. Only way you'll feel fine is some help from Waldeman Halfkine. <laughs> And the next poem, it's Untitled. Crouched in the corner of my room, I sit immune. Yellow fever, rubella, immune. Today, I sit in a room full of kindergarten kids. A small girl is crying. The nurse asks if I'm scared. No, I tell her. I roll up my sleeve and she injects the sweet immunity. (laughs) Empties into my muscles. The nurses practice on oranges first. Oranges can't scream. Thank you.
0: Have we uncovered a (laughs) subgenre? One of the things I love about kid writing is how it acts as a kind of time capsule, a snapshot that's preserved for posterity. Our next reader, Val, shared a few selections from the journal she kept between the ages of 16 and 18. And in addition to being a kind of personal time capsule, Val's journal is also sort of a cultural time capsule because at the end of each year, she would record popular trends and news items of the day. Recapping the early 1980s, please welcome Val to our stage. (laughs)
2: Um, Just just to let you know what's going on in this first entry is it's May 30th, 1982. I'm 16 and my boyfriend is in the process of breaking up with me and I'm trying to stop him from doing that. (laughs) I think I'll phone him about 5.30. I wish he'd phone me instead, but I have my serious doubts. I really wish he wanted to be serious. I don't mean SERIOUS, all in caps, but just devoted enough that he wouldn't go with anyone else. I've got to talk to him. I've got to explain some of the things I said. I hope he can't remember. (laughs) I hope he realizes I was totally loaded. (laughs) I wish I could ask someone if I'm doing the right thing. Sometimes I'm really confused. I figure it this way, by phoning him, I'm being pushy and he doesn't like that, but if I don't phone him, we won't get this thing straightened out before the school week and that would be really bad. I'm pretty sure it would be the end. It might be anyway. Someday, when I'm about 30 years old, I'll read over this with my husband, and I'll I'll think, oh, why did I spend so much time worrying about these things? I should have just enjoyed my youth. (laughs) Really, I do enjoy it. I guess boys are just part of the teenage life. And then I go on to say, I honestly believe we are going to be destroyed by a nuclear war. (laughs) Before I'm 50 years old. I made it, by the way. (laughs) People are so stupid, they won't even try to get along. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them love war. Here are some of the main news items of the recent past. The British and Argentinian fight over the Falkland Islands is really big right now. John Belushi died of an overdose. Grant Devine is the new premier. (laughs) It snowed half a foot in Saskatoon on May 29th. The music we listen to now is mainly punk rock. Lots of good bands out now, Flash and the Pan, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. The Monks, Adam and the Ants, and The Stones. Rolling, that is. <laughs> Last year, I was into very strong new wave with Martha and the Muffins. My taste, my taste has really calmed down. And my second entry is on January 1st, 1984. I just turned 18 years old. Sometimes, I feel like I really know a lot. I mean, how much stuff is there to know? I feel really grown up. (laughs) Then at times I encounter a situation which is entirely new to me and I feel like I know nothing at all. I don't know what to do, what to say, or how to react. The second time is always er easier. Lately, I've been doing a lot of thinking about alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I have decided that it makes me do dumb things. things. that I rather I'd never done. I thought of quitting, but I decided that's too severe. People would think I was looking for attention, and my friends would think I was strange, and that's not what I want. I really dislike the feeling of loss of control, though. I like to feel like I have control over my actions and speech. My profound revelation for the day. And then the next paragraph starts, My God, am I hungover. Well, seeing as 83 is over and all, maybe I should go over some of the news highlights for memory's sake. Okay, well, as the TV puts it, it was a year of tension. There is heavy duty concern over nuclear war. Reagan would love it, the jerk. Okay, anyway, some of the headlines are the American invasion of the island of Grenada, the shooting down of airliner KAL 007 by Soviet forces, and the rise of Brian Mulrooney. People are becoming fanatical about computers. No home is complete unless you have one. They are being used to do everything. I grew up a lot in 1983. I don't like life any better knowing some of the nitty-gritty details either. Thank you.
0: I'm glad someone was keeping track of the news of the day. That was great, Val, thank you. is grown-ups read things they wrote as kids. Our show was recorded live at the Broadway Theater in Saskatoon and produced by Jenna Meisner. Olivia Nashmi is our associate producer. Our music is by Poddington Bear and Lullitone. Our closing theme is Oh, Dear Diary by Sloan. If you want to know about upcoming live events, the best thing to do is join our email newsletter. Just visit grownups.fm and click newsletter. That way you will be the first to know when we're coming to your town. That is grownups.fm. Click newsletter or even easier, use the link in the episode notes on your device right now. I'm Dan Meisner. Thanks for listening.
3: tell them not on school nights.